Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode of The Untamed Life. This is Christine, and we are starting part three of this three-part series on giving, receiving, and today we're talking about becoming a circulator. How do we become more of a circulator of abundance, of love, of you know wealth, of all of the things, of health, all of the things that we really ultimately desire as humans, as men and women in this world? And yes, we have to obviously be able to receive the gifts first, right? Receiving is such a huge piece of it. Go back to episodes if you haven't caught that. Giving, the ability to release things without you know, being terrified of letting go of things or bartering and exchanging. You can go back to last episode to hear that. And today, I really want to share the six pillars that I have found that are really like foundational in this work when it comes to connecting and circulating more love, more abundance, more of anything in your life. So I'm just going to dive right in. First of all, I want to say this, everybody, including myself, would spend years and years and years complaining about my partner complaining about the situation at work, griping, right? Irritated, frustrated with other people. And I would say like, be very careful of the words that we speak over others in front of them, behind their back, even when we're in conversation with other things. Because here's the reality, often, almost always, 99.9% of the time, when I'm speaking to someone or checking in with myself about the very thing I'm complaining. And I ask myself, how do I show up? How do I show up in this relationship? Am I showing up the same way as what I'm hearing myself complaining about? Where am I unavailable? Where am I disrespecting time? Where am I, you know, not giving affection anymore? Where am I withholding? And I get really honest and humble with myself. And I become convicted through prayer, through meditation, to writing, to really say, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not fully showing up. There's still some areas where I'm not in full integrity with this. So here's the thing, loves, whatever it is you desire, if you are really wanting more connection, more intimacy, more trust, if you're really wanting more affection, if you're wanting to experience more joy, if you are looking for, you know, to feel the richness of life or to, to experience more abundance, it really does begin with us. So here's pillar number one. If you are the one that is inspired, if you are the one that has the desire right now to cultivate this thing, to experience whatever it is in your life, then my loves, you are the one that is being called to go first. Pillar number one is leaders go first. 
Those who are inspired go first. We don't sit around and wait for our partner to say the right thing, to do the right thing. We don't wait for, you know, our children to be respectful or to be grateful. We don't wait for our teams to follow through before we give them you know, affirmation and clear direction or whatever it is. We just don't wait for the money, the poor, you know, inpouring of money into our business, into our lives or whatever, before we become gracious in our giving, right? We've got to go first. Leaders go first. Pillar number one, he or she who is inspired is the one who's called to move forward in action, in faith, right? Because you are acting, you're showing up, you're bringing the energy of what you would love to receive. Not because you're going to get, but because you're going to start giving. I talked about this a lot in the last episode, right? You've got to fill yourself up. So again, in Speeda, you guys have heard me say this over and over again on this podcast. I will never stop saying that is to be inspired means to be connected. To the spirit in speed, connected to breath in spirit in inhale. Right, the inhale is the breath. I call it the breath of God, the breath of the spirit, where we meet God through the breath. In the beginning, God breathed life into man by breathing into him, into his spirit. Right, and so it is that he became alive. That is truly the only way. So here's the deal. When you are inspired, the next thing is you've got to take action, right? Inspiration does not equal motivation. Inspiration does not equal transformation in your relationship. So here's the thing. If you haven't had sex in your relationship in a long time, or you haven't had physical touch, or you um, haven't experienced a financial blessing in your life in a long time or whatever the thing is. Pillar number two is what you appreciate, appreciates. So the pillar number two is, you know, appreciate what already is. Train yourself to look for, to really seek out what is good. You know, what is working well? If there is, because I, I've, you know, again, in, in God's kingdom, there's no such thing as big or small. In the universal, um, when we look out at the world and we look at nature, we look at the birds, you know, is a small bird more powerful or weaker than a bigger bird or less meaningful, right? Is a flower less meaningful than a pine? Is the ocean that is closer to the ground less important than the mountains at its highest peak? Like, how do we even begin to determine, you know, <laughs> what is big, what is small, what has a lot of value, what has no value? These are all things that we as humans have created constructs around. We've labeled to make sense of things and we've been programmed to believe. So we may be saying things like, oh, he never, she never does this for me. I have no money. I have no energy. I have no time to take a vacation with my kids or whatever, right? So be very careful. Become conscious of what exits your lips, my loves, okay? Because our thoughts become our words, our words become spoken into existence and they begin to form matter. So as we are inspired to go first and we actually make the decision (laughs) to take inspired action, 
This is pillar number two. The action is where can I begin? What can I begin to appreciate in my life? What does that look like? It may mean that we are literally beginning to give that little bit that we feel like we have, but we're bringing it to the table, right? We may not feel like loving our partner today. We may not feel like rubbing their back or being affectionate, but where can you start, right? What can you notice that is good? Can you soften ladies, you know, and men, can you soften your gaze when you look at your partner? A lot of times we don't even realize we're like straining, (laughs) like we're lasering in on them. And you've, you've been on the receiving end of that, right? You have felt what it feels like when someone's like looking at you instead of looking in you, loving you, curious, right? And it can be something so subtle and it is usually something so subtle. These are not big moves. They're the way that we choose to look at our partner. They're the tone, switching up the tone of how you speak. One really quick, simple thing. I do this with my clients often on our calls and with myself is I begin to let them play with different tones. So I'll say like, say what you just said, but speak it instead of speaking it, like it's coming out of your head, (laughs) which a lot of us do. Like we connect to all the noise and all the clutter that's in our head. And we're like, you know, we're just talking. We're like talking heads and we're talking all of our doubts and all this crap and all the judgment that's coming up and the criticism. And we're like, ding, ding, ding. You know, we're sending all these arrows, piercing people. And I say, what if you speak as if your heart is talking? Just connect to your heart and let your heart be your voice. Like literally listen to how your tone changes when you just connect to your heart before you ask your partner something or you tell them something or whatever. Connect to your gut, like literally deep into your gut, knowing your instinctual wisdom when you're making decisions, like really go into that gut and listen to how it sounds when you go deep into your body. So, you know, we can appreciate by taking action, by speaking words, by, you know, being the first one to extend a hug, by being the first one to initiate intimacy, physical intimacy, or even emotional intimacy, right? We can be the ones that go first and say, you know what, I'm going to appreciate that you're going through a hard time. I'm going to extend compassion and I'm going to be vulnerable with you as well. I'm going to open up a safe space to have some dialogue here without having to wait for you to go handle everything and come back to me in this perfect um, vibe or this, you know, like we're so full of expectation of how everyone else is supposed to show up for us that we forget right? We forget to appreciate and to have compassion and to extend grace. Where else, you know, this is a big one with time. I just want to pause here for a second because the one thing I probably hear the most, I don't have any time. I don't have any time. I don't have any time. Well, first of all, I always say, well, how much time are you actually wasting? Because we were on a call yesterday when someone was like, I hired help from my house. I got all this help and I'm still, you know, getting sucked into like being on the phone and I'm just filling my time, you know, filling that back up with distracting things with things that are numbing out or just instead of going and really being intentional about that space. So It doesn't mean if it's five minutes when you're driving, when you're first waking up, the first 10 minutes as you rise out of bed, you know, these micro moments, micro moments where you can just take a beat, take a breath and breathe in 
tune into the spirit and just speak a few words of appreciation. And maybe in that moment, you get the hit to send your partner a text and say, hey, babe, I've been thinking about you. I just want you to know how grateful I am. Or you get a hit to send your kids a message or your team a message, or you have that extra moment. And it's funny because in the car, if you take that five or 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, when you're driving to really infuse yourself with something that is life-giving, maybe it's just silence time multiplies, right? It's like everything expands. And this is how I started in this journey. It wasn't like, oh, I had all this time and, you know, hours to invest in my spiritual walk and all these time for vacation with my family. No, it started with the intention to appreciate what was already available to me. Notice where I was squandering away, wasting, mindlessly numbing myself out, letting myself just be basically taken hostage through old repetitive behaviors that were programmed in and just pausing and interrupting the pattern and beginning to do these micro infusions of appreciation, right? And I just want to say another real quick one is like when we're spending money, we're investing money. It could be like on that grocery bill, checking out at the grocery store. It could be writing a big investment check in the business or whatever it is. You know, it's tax season right now. As I record this, people are like, you know, <laughs> paying out some things and, and it, we can get resentful about actually having to even pay for the things that help us multiply. Like, are we grateful as we're paying like our internet right now? This allows me to record this podcast. It allows me to reach all of you, right? Am I gr grumbling as I do simple things like pay my bills and pay for my organic food? Or am I really in a state of like appreciation that, wow, thank you. Like I have this blessing in my life that I get to nourish my body. I get to choose this beautiful life-giving food. And if you're resentful because you're paying your bills or you're buying groceries or whatever, then I would ask you like either A, you know, there's a disconnection there out of integrity, like you're not matching up. Or look at what you're buying, look at what you're spending money on and really ask yourself, is this an integrity with who I am? Like, do I actually enjoy these things that I'm investing my time, my money, my energy on? And if the answer is not the relationships that you're spending time with, if you're not really, you know, adding life to them or them adding life to you and they're just filler, then I would encourage you to begin to cut those things out of your life because there's a lot of us that are stuck looping looping because we just have all of this filler in our lives. So what is the filler in your life? If you can begin to cut those cords and infuse those with that, which you appreciate things in your life will appreciate and value. They will multiply. All right. So woo, become a multiplier, right? What we appreciate appreciates pillar. Number three, empty yourself consistently cultivate a practice of emptying. You must empty yourself in order to fill yourself up. I talked a lot about this in the, you know, part one of this series, two episodes ago in the art of receiving, because again, there's so many people wanting, wanting, wanting. Why can't I have, why don't I have, why isn't this coming into my life? Why is this so hard? Like, why does this always have to be so hard? And the reason is you're probably just full, right? Why is the love that I desire not coming into my life? Because you're full of bitterness, okay? You still have unresolved pain that you are harboring and holding on to, and you are armoring up when you go into conversation with your spouse or whatever. Why is this, you know, 
why is it always so hard in the business to grow? And like, it's taking so much of my life, life force, my time, my energy to actually grow the business. I would ask you, are you trying to grow it from a state of scarcity, of lack, of you being the source of anything and constantly having to put fires out, problem solving or fixing problems instead of creating from a place of inspiration, in vision, empowering others to rise, which actually takes less of your energy, less of your time as you build others up and you actually become a multiplier of people and resources instead of you having to be the resource of all the time for everyone else, right? And all the knowledge and all the solutions. So again, this is something I work a lot with my clients that are in the leading companies, multiple companies is how do we allow more to flow in us and through us with less of your actual energy required so that we can literally begin to open up way more bandwidth um, to engage in that which we're really being called to cultivate in this season, right? You might have a new vision, a new mission, a new project coming through, but you may be so like chunked up and full with all these other things that there's no time, no energy, no space to actually invest in expanding the vision that's coming through for you. And it can be a really like, just frustrating place to be because it's like your heart, your soul, everything wants to go that way. You know, you know, you're no longer meant to deliver this stuff or be in the situation you're in, but you're imprisoned to it. So emptying ourselves consistently is so key, right? So, um, a couple practical things here as we sort of go a little bit deeper. I want to give you some real practical things. For me, prayer is a journaling is a huge way for me to just empty whatever's coming up, right? Like I just write, I automatic write, I write things down. I empty myself of all the ideas that come through. I'm very visionary. I'm very creative of an entrepreneurial spirit. So I know you guys, we have like a million ideas a day, right? <laughs> and sometimes like we can feel this tension of like, oh my gosh, I need to act on them all. And that's not necessarily the case. Maybe we just need to catch them or put them in a container and then begin to notice which ones keep showing up over and over again and have the most charge. So emptying myself consistently as ideas are coming in or as things are arising, irritations, things I'm wrestling with, that I can bring them to God through prayer, that I can bring them into meditation. I can write about them. I empty myself consistently. Like yesterday, you know, I will go for a run or a walk on the trails. Movement is a huge way to release stored energy, whether you're working out, whether you're going for a hike in the woods, whether you're swimming, whatever, like movement activation of your body and moving energy is so important. Now, here's what I want to say about this. There's a lot of people working out or moving and then they have earbuds in and they are filling themselves up with music that is spewing toxic language, dense energy, talking about things. And you're like, oh, but I like the beat. Well, pay attention because words carry frequency and words cast spells, right? And you can feel that they shift your energy. So if you're not finishing, really feeling revitalized, energized, expansive, not just like strong in the moment, but like having a sustained level of energy, then I would really check yourself. It's like, am I actually emptying myself during that workout or am I just kind of exchanging one for another, right? I might be emptying myself, but then I'm filling myself up with something that's actually really dense. So I wanted to mention that, um, emptying yourself. So having conversations, I just want to say this for the couples out there, those of you that are in relationship and ultimately we're all in relationships, 
we've got to learn to clear the energy. We've got to learn to keep the energy clean between us. The biggest thing is people have all of this resentment oozing up inside of them. Things that are swept under the rug, or I'm not going to say anything, but then they don't actually process what's coming up for them. They don't pray about it. They don't write about it. They don't take the time to breathe through it. They just try to push it away or sweep it under the rug or lock it in a closet or pretend it's not there. And you can't hide what's inside it. It will eventually ooze out of you and become a volcanic corruption. It will build a wall of resentment. You might numb yourself over time because you have unresolved things. So emptying yourself looks like having deep, real, or not even deep, but just being real, being honest, being vulnerable about where you're at, right? Like working with a coach, working with a therapist, having friends, men and women that you can connect with. This is why I love the power of the masterminds that we I create and that I'm in is that it gives me another place to go to share, to work through, to wrestle and to release. And one of the practices my husband and I have embodied early on in our relationship and created sort of as a rule for our relationship is like we keep the energy clean. We have committed to each other that we get to empty whatever's coming up for us either we get to do it ourselves or we get to hold space for each other. If things are coming up, we've given each other permission. Like, Hey, it's okay to talk about what's coming up for you without me having to fix you being offended, fighting back, making it into a huge thing. Like we're human. We're going to get triggered. Things are going to come up. We get to talk about it. Like, hello. And it's the same thing with my kids, right? Like we're going to get triggered. There's going to be things. Is there an atmosphere that we get to, um, empty ourselves in a healthy way, right? Not a harmful way, not screaming, yelling, punching, not hurling nasty words, right? If you are, if you have a lot of built up anger like that and you have rage, you got to go like hit something, scream, yell, kick, cry, do it in a place that is healthy, punch a bag, go in the woods and scream, right? Like find that place to move all of that energy, that rage that's coming up and then come back you know, and have healthy dialogue with people. So those are just some practical examples besides, of course, just purging crap that's in your life, right? If we are full, if our closet is full of old clothes, like there's no room for anything new to come in. So I'm a big fan of like, as things come out or things come in, things go out, right? Like out with the old, in with the new, and we just keep circulating. Like, it's okay. I'm not just trying to cram more shit stuff into my house, right? It's the same concept as things are coming in. You can only cram so much in a garage. You can only cram so much in a house before you're hoarding. And you can feel the energetic density of collecting stuff, collecting pain, collecting emotions. So my love's This is one of the big pillars to connecting and circulating love, abundance, more joy, more energy. You've got to empty, empty, empty yourself constantly. By the way, the human body is a perfect example of this. Just look at the way God created us. Like the human body is designed to consistently purge all the time, sweating, tears, right? Breath like bodily excretions. I mean, we are like consistently designed to release, release, release toxicity, right? Cleanse all the environmental factors we eat, we eliminate. Like that is how we're designed. And if you look at nature, that's how nature is designed. So may we learn 
by what observing nature, which is the next pillar, which is look at connect to that, which is always in flow. Okay. This is another pillar that has been massive game changing for me is to immerse myself, expose myself to more things, more experiences in nature with things that are naturally in the ebb and flow and cycle of life. See, I think a huge problem is we live in a concrete jungle much of the time, surrounded by synthetic, fake, man-made everything that is not flowing. It's just rigid and fixed. There's no life force really moving through these things. So if you're getting up and you're not spending time in nature and you're going from one synthetic location to another, to another, and the only thing that's alive and moving is you, it's a challenge, right? You and other people. And most people are going through the motions like a factory. So I've made it a huge practice of mine to be in nature consistently. Like go observe a river, observe a waterfall, observe animals, right? Observe rivers, oceans, um, things that are full of life first. And just notice there's a... I just came back from a beautiful weekend in Oregon with about five women and we had our chef and we had like the most amazing experience and we were right on the cliff. Like we, our home had floor to ceiling windows and you could see this majestic, powerful ocean and the tide as you observe, like the tide would come in and then it would pull back and all of the life that was left, you know, when the tide pulls back, when it comes in, it brings all of this life, you know, and then it pulls back and just being in there. It's like, you really, you, I, I really began to tap into like, wow, wow. You know, and between that and the birds and there was an Eagle there, right. That it was eating. Oh, this is kind of harsh, but there was an Eagle there that was eating a little baby seal that had you know, washed up to shore. And on one hand, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so sad. And, you know, I was kind of like upset for a minute. And then I was just observing on this majestic coastline with the tide moving in and out and this eagle that had come down and, you know, he was being nourished by something that had exited. And, you know, that like the circle of life is like that, right? There's a giving there's a receiving and we circulate life force. That's exactly what was happening there. There was so much life force and life force was being moved from one into another and it will just continue on that way. So connect to that, which is always flowing for me, water, 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 nature, nature, nature is huge. Um, the human body is a beautiful example. If you, once you begin to tune into the body and really study the miracle that the body is and how it's designed to always inhale and exhale. Breath work is another example. Breathing, breath practices. There are so many great breathing and uh, practices available for free on YouTube. One of the huge, like breath work has been a huge part of my, of my practice every day, some sort of breath work. All right, let's move on. So I want to dive through two more. So the next pillar is um, to ditch the agenda. If you want to be a circulator and you want to connect to more abundance, more prosperity, more time, more energy, like you'd love to infuse your life and just be in this beautiful space where these things are just happening in your life, multiplying instead of you trying to go create it or get it or take it or demand it, then you've got to begin to ditch the agenda and show up with intention show up to be there. Just show up 
And wherever you are, I forget who said it the other day, but they said it so beautifully. They said, be where your feet are planted and bring all of you. Oh, I wish I could remember where I read that or saw that, but I thought, wow, that is so good. Can I ditch the agenda of having to rush and get something from this and get something from that dealer? If you have a conversation like, oh, it's got to be a sale or, you know, you, there's a meeting and you're kind of rushing energetically and everybody can feel his tense energy. I hear this a lot in couples like, oh my gosh, when he comes home, it's like his energy. There's like an agenda or we, I can get like that too. If I've been in sort of work mode and I walk in and it's like, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. And it's like, I'm coming in with my agenda. And it always creates stress. It always creates chaos. It always creates tension. And more often than not, we've done this. We've been on vacations. We've been on date nights. We've been on family times where we're like, oh my gosh, what happened to the night? What happened to the time? What happened to our energy? What happened to all that goodness? Like the delicious food that we just ordered. It's like, we didn't even get to experience it. You missed out. You lost because you were not there where your feet were planted and you went in with an agenda. And if your agenda goes sideways or people don't respond or it doesn't go according to plan and you can't control it, then it's like, boom, it's instant robbery, instant robbery, robbery of time, robbery of energy, robbery of the experience, robbery of the blessing. So how do we begin to shift? What is the intention? How do you want to experience this evening? Set the intention. Who do I get to show up as so that gets to be the reality? Do I need to slow down? Do I get to do my own micro transition as shift from like work dad into like present father, present lover? Like we get to train ourselves to show up with more intention and less of an agenda, right? When I'm serving my clients, um, or, you know, doing a discovery call, there was a time where I looked at discovery calls, like, okay, that, like, this is a potential sale. And a lot of the business masterminds and things are always talking about sales and targets and numbers and closing. And I just, all of that just repels me so much now because I'm really about human to human, human to human. This is a conversation. This is an exploratory conversation to see if we're a right fit to be together, to work together, to embark on this journey together. This is an invitation I'm extending. I'm not here to make a sale. I'm here if it's a I'm here as to explore, to bring who I am to be raw and real because let's be honest, I don't want to like give you a fake side of me and then figure out it's not the right thing. It's like dating. Be real, be you. Let's explore. Is this the right fit for us? May I invite you into experience and then honoring you in your process and your decision. It has been a game changer in my business to make this switch. Ditching my agenda and showing up with the intention to show up, explore, be real, invite, and then extend like patience in the process, which is the last pillar. The last pillar here is patience in the process. Ooh, may I have patience? Can I patiently prepare and patiently give and patiently receive without? having to rush, right? Patiently preparing versus impatiently waiting for the other person to catch up. Okay. I did something for you. When is he going to do it for me? And you're like, Oh, I did that out of love. Meanwhile, you're brooding because he hasn't reciprocated yet. Right. Okay. I gave that thing to my clients. or we did that thing. We said yes to that deal. When is that going to come through? And it's interesting. I had a little bit of this recently with, you know, come up and it's, it's an awareness thing to go, Oh, isn't that interesting? 
Like, were we giving to get? Are we giving? And then we're impatient. Again, it really, I think, really is tied to that giving to get energy. Or we may give knowing like, okay, one of the supernatural laws of abundance, the biblical principles of prosperity is sowing seeds and you'll reap what you sow. And so, yes, you know, I'm going to sow my thing, my offering, whatever it is, whether it's a financial offering or I'm giving of my time, I'm volunteer. And then we're like, okay, well, when, like, when's the blessing coming? Like, when's the outpouring coming? And we're like, we've got a clock and we've got God on a clock, or we've got our husband on a clock, or we've got our, our wife on a clock or, you know, whoever it is, our kids. And I really encourage you to be in the space of planting seeds. Stop rushing and begin to embrace patience in the process. Stop with all these crazy expectations of time, of outcomes on other people, and just begin to nourish the seeds you planted. How do you nourish the seeds you planted? You stay calm, you stay grounded, you water them when they need to be watered, and then you just remove, like you just go on, go about your business right? Go about your business. Be patient in the process. And here's what I've noticed in my own life. Whenever I'm standing over those seeds that I planted and I'm like, all right, are you growing yet? Are you growing yet? Like what's going on? It does not make them grow any faster. In fact, it slows the process down. It's like energetically, there's this weird pressure that comes on and creates all kinds of resistance. So whether you are looking to transform your relationship, cultivate a new relationship with your children, you're working on, you know, supporting your team or upgrading your standards and your health or your whatever it is your wealth whatever is coming up for you can you be patient in the process and i'll tell you that if you learn to be patient because i do believe this is something we have to learn especially as high achievers especially as people that are used to getting what we want when we want it to be patient every single person i've coached hands down and said i'm just impatient i'm just not a patient person and to that i would say well stop identifying as such <laughs> stop identifying as an impatient person i start identifying as yes inspired a quick action taker um all of those things and also one who is at ease once you have taken action that you trust the outcome is getting organized and orchestrated Whew, so much goodness. All right. So I'm just going to stop there. I'm going to recap those pillars. And uh, it's good stuff. You guys, if you implement this, it is good stuff. So pillar number one, he or she who is called, who is inspired is called to go first. So leaders go first. If you desire more in your life, if you desire more love, affection, if whatever it is, if you are inspired and you have the desire in your heart, then you are called to go first. Number two, what I appreciate, appreciates. So where can I begin to appreciate what already is and to nurture that? in joy, like joyfully appreciating as things come and as things go. Number three, emptying yourself consistently in order to receive, emptying yourself, cultivate a practice of emptying yourself, ditching the agenda and moving into intention, showing up present with intention. Connect to that which is life-giving and always flowing. Observe the natural cycles and rhythms of creation and cultivate patience in the process. That's pillar number six. All right, by the way, that patience in the process, it requires that we upgrade our relationship with trust, trusting. Patience is where we begin to trust 
God more. Patience is where we begin to trust our inner knowing, intuition, wisdom, our inner instinctual, um, you know, guidance. Patience comes when we trust, right? Um, without trust, patience is pretty much impossible. So I will leave you guys with this. I hope that this was useful, meaningful. If this landed for you today, I would love for you to pass this on, share it with a friend, someone who needs to share this message, hear this message. This is how this podcast reaches more people. Um, if you have not already subscribed, review, I would love, 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 and appreciate that. I read every single one, you guys. And last but not least, if you are ready to go deeper into this journey to cultivate, you know, thriving relationships, to rise as a king and a queen and become a powerful co-creator, I invite you to apply for a discovery call, apply to work with me, and you can follow the link in the show notes. Until next time, here is to becoming a multiplier in a world that is contracting, to being a circulator of all that is life-giving. We are here to lead beautiful, thriving lives. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors. Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.